Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey everybody, good afternoon to you. Uh, it's a very nice day in the neighborhood. We appreciate you tuning us in. Terrific show lined up for you today. Uh, Rob Howe, Hawkeye Nation, will join us at about uh, 1225. The longtime voice of the Iowa State Cyclones, John Walters, in at 1 o'clock. We'll get into this Joel Lanning linebacker stuff and also uh, put a uh, cap on the basketball season with John. Uh, the Wolfman comes by, Wolfgang, at what, 125-ish right in there? And then uh, Mike Bates, Major League Baseball Daily Dish. Looking forward to doing that uh, segment. And it's always good when we get Mitch Sherman on to do some college football. How are you, kid? Doing well, doing well. Yeah. Good baseball last night. Yeah. But, uh, you know, watching the NIT, watching uh, the way the TCU. I just, watched TCU, yeah. The way that they just dismantled uh, Richmond left uh, a little sour taste yeah, in the mouth. Yeah, I could just, see that. Just saying, boy, it would have been fun to watch Iowa last <laughs> night, see Carver filled up one final time before yeah. a possible trip to New York City, but uh wasn't meant to be as we still got basketball. We do. Still got plenty of that, a little more NIT action tonight. Got the CBI, CIT going on if you're into that sort of thing. And then uh, really get started tomorrow as we get back to the Sweet 16. Looking forward to that. You yeah. ready to start breaking these games down? I mean, yeah. we've kind of last couple of we, days done a lot of looking back. We have, yeah. And now time to start to take a little. Yeah, look go forward. forward. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do all that today. Yeah, let's quickly uh, start on the baseball thing because both you and I were looking forward to that game last night. Yeah, and it was fun. You know, the disappointing thing, it was wet. Yeah, it was. Like, jeez, uh, what if it never rains in California? What? I mean, it was coming down at times, but they had to play because they got to get it done today. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I felt bad for the crowd. The crowd really wanted to get into it. It's hard to get into the game when you're, like, dripping wet in the stands. Right. It's not like football where you got exciting stuff going on a lot. Baseball, as we know, has, uh, you know, three or four exciting opportunities, and the rest of the time you're sitting there. But... I felt so bad, not only for the people in the stands, but for the players, because even though they still did perform at a very high level under those conditions, uh, it it just kind of took something out of it. I think it maybe took some of the great atmosphere out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think, think that was fair. That stayed away because yes. of that. Hopefully, we'll get a packed out crowd. Yeah, tonight, tonight. and uh, a fun matchup. Looking forward to that one. Eight o'clock again, I believe. Yes, it time. is. Yep. So, Puerto Rico and the U.S. You know, it is disappointing, though. I mean, What's just that? Think, well, 8 o'clock start time. Oh. You know, it's... Well, yeah, but it's 6 on the on the West Coast. I understand that, Jim. I do understand how time zones work. Okay. Just checking. Make sure you knew. Where is the population base? Uh, In the Eastern time zone. Absolutely. How many of those kids are staying up to watch baseball? None. Right. No. None. How many people here? Well, you and I are. Kids. Well, we're kind of, we act like it sometimes. How many kids are staying up? Probably none. Right. I mean, again, it's about building your brand. Yeah. Building your brand. What's more important, getting 40,000 people in the building as opposed to, say, 30,000? Or having an ability for people to be able to actually watch this thing? Mm -hmm. Watch it to conclusion. Right. Okay. Yeah. You're not going to get that. No, they won't. And not just kids, but just baseball fans in general. Yeah. They, They check out. Yeah. I know I read you loud and clear on so, that aspect. Of that it. is a disappointing kind of component of this, and you know, for playoff baseball, it's one thing. Yeah, understand it, but boy, 
it's nine o'clock start out there, mm-hmm. East Coast, eight o'clock here. There's going to be plenty of people that have been excited and want to watch a little baseball and something that, that actually means something, the U.S. in the championship game right. for the first time first ever. ever. yeah. And it's a late start. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, I never, that never crossed my mind. Because well, of course not. Because you're at the bar every night. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't. Most people live in normal. Life. I don't. I don't think about that. So, I mean, I've, if if the game's on and it's a game I want to watch, well, damn straight, I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it. I mean, look, you and I have watched games that start at nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. Yeah, but it's but, not about but, us. I, I understand that, but I never even crossed my mind about the start time. And 9 o'clock on the East Coast. We'll get into that a little bit more later on with Mike Bates. We'll also take a look back at last night's game in case you missed it coming up. But uh, spring football continues on. Iowa starts practice. In fact, today Today. was their first uh, spring practice as they get going. Iowa State's been going for a while. The big news yesterday, Joel Lanning listed as the starting middle linebacker for the Cyclones. And we've talked a lot about that. But I just want to get kind of uh, your thoughts, just an overview as you look at Iowa State, okay. deep at wide receiver. Yep. Running back looks to be in good shape, yes. even with the injury uh, at that spot. Mike Warren, who I figured this time he'd be gone. I, I, I agree. I thought he'd yeah. be yep. transferring Transfer back out. home. He'd yeah. be at, be going to Tulsa. You know, it'd be yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. And we'd be hearing about that, and, and that would be a story. But he's still there, mm-hmm. going through things, doing and all he, the right things. And he ran for a long touchdown run, apparently, during the practice session yesterday. So, look, this is... They they got they've got some nice pieces, and once again it'll come down to a can they block for Park mm-hmm. uh, on the offensive line, and b can they slow anybody down defensively? Right. I mean, you just can't ask one guy who's now your middle linebacker to <laughs> to just like walk in and be the man right, right away. Right. I mean that's tough. It is. <laughs> guy hasn't played middle linebacker in forever. He hasn't played defense in seven years. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't played defense <laughs> in seven years. I know. Look, he's a great athlete. We both know that. Yeah. And he's a very physical guy. We can attest to that. We saw him run with a football. But making that position change, and I, I, I guess, I think he's probably legit, what, 230, 235? Probably right in there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he's really put together. The kid, you know, he's a, he's a workout mule. He just goes to the gym every day, one of those kind of guys. I'm sure, Trent, that if they think that highly of him, look, we're not there at the coaching staff. If they think that highly of them, they think maybe that they have found a diamond in the rough here. That's the only way I think the coaching staff could be realistic about this. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird transition, something it you is, don't yeah. normally see. So the offense is now Jacob Parks. It is. I, I, I personally believe that with this move, it signals the end of Joel Lanning as a quarterback. Correct. Even with a package, Correct. those kind yes. of things. We saw him at the end of the year, short yardage. Mm-hmm. If this guy is your starting linebacker, if he is your starting Mike linebacker, and he's going to be out there 60, 70, sometimes 80 snaps a game right. is what you play in the Big 12, well, if that's the case, you're not working on packages. No. You're, you're not trying to come up with a package to try to keep him going. I just, I don't see how that can work, and I don't think – that benefits him if he's a defensive player. Yeah, I think you're going to take away from him being an important part of that that cog defensively just to put in some packages at Jacob Park. He can do things fine. But we just saw that last year with Jabril Peppers at Michigan. He played both sides of the ball. Correct. 
He but, also did it at a position. It, correct. I, I was just going to go there, yes. That is not nearly as taxing fi- as middle linebacker. Fi- as physical, correct. Secondly, look at how his production really waned as the year went on. You're, you're right about that. He was not the same kind of player. Mm-hmm. And, and realistically, you're talking about six, seven snaps a game offensively, returning some kicks, things like that. But, uh, I mean, it, it took its toll. It yeah. really looked like it took its toll. And Jabril Peppers is the kind of athlete in college football that doesn't come along. He is a good athlete. Joel Anning is a good athlete. I'm not ready to put him in the same neighborhood, though, as Drabel Peppers. No, I understand. I get that. But he, I mean, he is a prototypical type size middle linebacker. Probably could add 10 pounds, maybe play at 245 if he's 235 now. Um, we, we know he can run. We've seen it. We saw him run over tacklers, mm-hmm. so now he's going to have an opportunity to be the hitter instead of the hitty. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like that? Okay. No, no, no not really. <laughs> I didn't like that. Okay. No. <laughs> That's what you got. So, uh, just, just your thoughts, though. Yeah. Is this the year that Iowa State breaks through? God, did, I hope. Did, did they break through in year number two and get to a bowl game? I would like to see that. Mm-hmm. I really would, just because of the... Well, of course, you're cycling. Stop it. Just because the fan base... You always laugh when you say that. The, just because of the, the way the support of the fan base is. And I would like to see Matt Campbell have some success. Um, they got rid of Paul Rhodes because in the last, what, three years, he was miserable mm-hmm. uh, with the performance of his teams on the field. They deserve better. Whether if that better is six and six, they'll take it just for the opportunity to be in a bowl game. When you play in the Big 12 and you don't get any really nights off, you really don't, except Kansas. You know, and and, and Kansas pulled a, a yep. few. A few. They yep. in fact beat Iowa State a couple yep. years ago, so yep. it can happen. But, you know, as I look at this team, the question becomes, you know, where – where do the victories come from? You know, last year it was, hey, you have to get off to a good start. If you're going to have any semblance of having November really matter, mm-hmm. you can't lose to you and I. Right. Same thing this year. Yep. Can't lose that opener. It is a as close to a must win if you're talking about bowl eligibility Correct. as you're going to find yep. on the schedule there. You get Iowa coming in. Mm-hmm. Can you get a win there? Yep. Still the nine-game conference slate. Right. Makes it very difficult playing those nine games and only three non-conference opponents, but you have to find victories. And if that means this year beating Iowa, I think that can be had. We've seen them play very well throughout the years up in Ames uh, against the Hawkeyes. So, you know, as you go through, I think they're going to be close. I think they're going to push mm-hmm. through. The questions become, you mentioned offensive line. Right. And they welcome in the two fifth-year grad transfers. Neither of those guys are on campus yet, though. That is true. It's going to be they have to finish up their uh, academics. Mm-hmm. They have to finish up at USC in Michigan, yep. and then they'll be on campus this summer but figuring out that part of it. And then defensively, we saw some games, we saw some improvements, but there's still plenty of question marks there. And we talk a lot about landing, but that defensive line, how it's going to be able to hold up. There, there you go. You know, what you can get on the back end of that. So can he generate pressure? And playing in the Big 12, it's just it's so different. It's so different, but you have to show some kind of semblance that you can get stops in big moments. And for Iowa State, it's going to be a big step. I, I think they're close. I, I agree. I think they're close. Campbell has already recruited very well. Mm-hmm. I, I think that you sh- you saw the depth and the the increase just in productivity of the team throughout one season. Mm-hmm. Now you go into year number two. Now, there are times where you do see a little bit of a step back yes. in year number two. 
excitement of year one, new guy, mm-hmm. kind of getting everybody to buy in. And if you don't see those results early, especially, is where it gets concerning. You know, if they would go out and get beat by you and I. Right. They, if Iowa comes in and beats them by three touchdowns, you know, something like that happens, all of a sudden it's like, boy, we're going through this, and this is the results. You can see that it takes that aha moment to get forward. And you, know, you relay it back to, to Iowa when Kirk Ferentz got there. Mm-hmm. Year one was not good. Year two wasn't going very well either. It was really looking bad. And then all of a sudden it was a Michigan State game. Michigan State came in. It was back before Michigan State's been what they've been over the last six, seven years before gotcha. last year. Gotcha. But you know, it was Michigan State. Talented, mm-hmm. not a very good team. Still, everybody anticipated that I would lose that football game. Bob Sanders made an incredible tackle, just absolutely pulverized a guy. They found a way to win that game. They went out. They beat Penn State on the road at Penn State, and it was a turning point. Mm-hmm. It was all this work that we're doing, now we're seeing the fruits of that labor and Iowa State, they need that moment. I think they need that moment early. I think it has to happen early for them to see uh, agree. all the work that they're putting in needs to come out and you need to see W's with it. They need to pound you and I. Yeah. That's what they need to do. Even a close call would be a little concerning. Yes, it would be. Yeah. Win the game by double digits, yep. you know, 10, 14, yeah. 20 what? points. Yep. And then, hey, we're, we're on the track. We're on the right track, yeah. absolutely. So plenty more to get into with Iowa State. we got John Walters coming up here at 1 o'clock. We'll talk Hawkeyes coming up. In about 10 minutes with Rob Howe from HawkeyeNation.com. Jimmy B, though, before we get to that. Yes, sir. Let's take a look back at last night in sports. I am ready. Who is it brought to us by? It is presented by Wolf Construction Roofing. New projects for you on the roof. Give them a call today. BJ Bengarden, his great group, Wolf Construction Roofing. You can also find them online at WolfConstruction.net. So as I was going through the highlights. Sure. Normally, like to take a highlight from a team that wins a game, right? Yes, but this is just too good. <laughs> too, too good. Last night, uh-huh. Georgia Tech and Ole Miss gets away. Georgia Tech really controlled the game throughout. They did. This is the one time that it did start to get tight, though, late in the second half. And this dunk is as good as you're going to find in college basketball this year, Jimmy B, as Ole Miss was trying to come back. Pella Neal. Saiz with an offensive rebound. Davis on the cut. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> you got the Ole Miss bench falling over oh, each other. Man, that was so a dandy. Good. I mean, he just went right for it and just tomahawked it with one hand. Spinning through, absolutely incredible. You know, another thing. Uh, so there's the highlight for that one. Georgia Tech wins it. They go to the Final Four. That's NIT. correct. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was uh, as I was watching the TCU game. I mentioned you know just disappointed that Iowa wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was listening that. to some, an Iowa fan. Listening to some some quotes after the game from Jamie Dixon and talking about the great crowd that they had. Guess how many people were there? Uh, I, well, I saw it uh, like fifty nine hundred. I don't even think it was that much. Yeah, I think that's what it said fifty four hundred something like that. They had there. Let's see if I can find the final. okay. I had him up earlier. I thought it was like 39. No, no, I think it was 54 is what I saw. Uh, Because the building only seats like 6,800. Right. And uh, But it was lively there. And and look, do you ever remember a lively crowd at TCU? 5,900, you were right. Okay. Yeah, regardless, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> well, but that's the size of their building, I though. Know, their building I know. is small. I know, I know. But and they just... just redid it. It looks good. Sure. 
it looks good. Yeah. And they went for the whiteout, and they got it. People showed up with the white shirts on, and it was uh, it was a fun atmosphere. Look, they haven't had a fun atmosphere since Lee Nalen. You and I had that conversation it yesterday. It wasn't that fun then either. No, probably wasn't. <laughs> no, no. They're just dumping it into Lee Nalen and, and he's, let him go to work. Yes, and he did. Yeah. But, look, that was that was fun last night, and Jamie Dixon... And I think I just saw where another player is transferring out of the pit program after Dixon left after the end of this season. Mm -hmm. So how's that hire working right now for Pittsburgh? Absolutely. We talk about that all the time. Be careful what you wish for. That's correct. You might get stuck with awful Kevin Stallings. There you go. And and, and Jamie Dixon... He he even quoted and was quoted afterwards as saying, "Hey, look, we're way ahead of where I thought we'd be, mm-hmm. but they've they've already flipped the switch. They're going to be real competitive next year." Let's continue on. Let's go to baseball okay. last night. In case you missed it, and it was late into the evening, U.S. and Japan then two one lead, and here's the final out of the game from Luke Gregerson. They lost in the semis to Japan right here. You mentioned the rain. Still a yeah. little disappointed in the crowd last night. Yeah, I was. Uh, they said thirty-five thousand, but well, that that seats that's that's sold. Yeah, right. Not actual attendance. Right. I mean that's and that's too bad because mm-hmm. it was nasty. It was. I mean, people were just sitting there all bundled up, had their rain slickers on and everything else, and you know, look, they paid for the ticket. Uh, I give them the big time props for showing up in that kind of weather to watch baseball in March. That, you know, I hope they get a nice night tonight. I'm with you. I'm with I, you. I really do, because I think the place will be nuts yes. tonight if, if the weather's decent. Puerto Rican fans yes. were very good back yes. uh, two nights before. Yeah. So looking forward to that one again. 8 o'clock tonight, MLB Network. And, it, well, if you don't have MLB Network, step out to Draft House 50. Well, Yeah. You know they have it on. I swear I was watching it. <laughs> You'll probably be there again I, tonight. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's, look, I look, got, look for the little guy sucking on a seven and seven. That'll be Jimmy B. I got four. I got four big screens. I mean, big screens. They're like 60 inches right in front of you, right there at the bar. I got the baseball on. I got the NIT on. Got an NBA game on. You can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Draft House 50. That's where Jimmy B will be tonight. Well, we'll take the break here. That was in case you missed it. Presented by Wolf Construction Roofing. We'll be back here on the other side. Talking Hawkeye, spring football happening starting today. Rob Howe from Hawkeye Nation. He's next here on Jimmy B and TC. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Tree. 
Tree here, just calling to say thanks for letting me crash at your place the other night. <laughs> well, on your place. It was a rough night. I had a bit too much wind, and I think I, I might have broke your chimney, actually. So, yeah. Um, oh, any chance you'd want to drop off my tire swing? Yeah. I mean, if not, that's cool. Okay, later. Trees won't pay for tree damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented my pillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code des moines to take advantage of mike's four-pack special you'll get 50 percent off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping at Menards, home improvement means saving big because right now you'll get an 11% rebate on everything, even sale prices. Save energy with a 24-inch LED flat panel light from Metalux. A multi-volt light is great for commercial and residential applications. Only $79.99 after 11% rebate. Stop waiting and start saving with an 11% rebate on everything, even sale prices, now at Menards. Sale ends March 25th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. 
Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment non-return and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody, we are back. We roll all the way till 3 o'clock this afternoon. Hope you're enjoying the program, because we are. And Rob Howe from Hawkeye Nation is our first guest today. Uh, he joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Rob, good afternoon, pal. I won't be a hard act to follow, right? That's your first guess. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield, man, you get no respect. No respect at all. Rob, uh, all of the questions, uh, it's going to be interesting, will be about quarterback. But, look, Wiggers doesn't even figure into this thing. It's Stanley and then Stanley and then Stanley some more. Am I right? I mean, that's what we can see on the surface, Jim, and I think that's what the expectation is. It's hard sometimes to know, though, how kids develop, you know, during their careers. Sometimes guys make big leaps during certain times of year and certain times in their careers. Um, we saw when Ricky Stanzi came, and he was kind of an afterthought uh, when he got here um, behind Jake Christensen and Arvell Nelson, and he eventually emerged as the guy. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Wiggers, but – I think we needed to need to see how it plays out. Um, that said, I mean Stanley came in as a true freshman and won the backup job over him. Um, so there's obviously something there that the coaches saw. But again, I'll play devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. There's a new offensive coaching staff almost completely. So who knows? Um, I guess that we'll go through spring practice and kind of see where things fall. I would be surprised if it's not Stanley at the beginning of the season, but nothing shocks me anymore. You know, one of the uh, shocking things is the size now of Nathan Stanley up to what two thirty-five. I think he was listed in the mm -hmm. roster. We knew he was a tall kid coming out at six foot five. Iowa really hasn't had a quarterback with this kind of physical stature in a while, and and with it, a very good athlete coming out of high school. Uh, I know the Iowa coaches were very excited when they got his commitment and were able to hold off Wisconsin late in the process for him. Tell us a little bit more about Nathan Stanley. We just saw him in limited action. What kind of quarterback he can become in your mind? Yeah, I'm not sure if I have a comp for, for him, Trent, uh, from, in a comparison to, to somebody that, uh, you know, Iowa's had before. Um, you know, just as you said, because of the size um, and, you know, arm strength combination, um, a good athlete. He was a real good basketball player in high school uh, as well. Um, but he's obviously a student of the game. Um, to be able to come in again last year and, and win that backup job, basically coming in to August practice with, with guys that had been in the program ahead of him and, and, and leapfrogging them. Um, he has a good grasp and knowledge of the game. He's a smart kid. He's not, not the loudest kid, guy in the world. Um, not, you know, from that perspective, I, I would probably compare him more to like, I don't know who's been here before. Maybe, maybe a Ricky Stanzi. Um, who wasn't quiet, but just wasn't as boisterous either as, as say, like a Drew Tate. Um, so in that respect, it, it's arm strength and athleticism with him, and then it's just going to be a matter of 
just a huge spring and then summer for him just getting a rapport with, with the receivers and the tight ends. It's a lot of new guys in there, a lot of guys that have to emerge on that, you know, in those positions and, and get kind of cohesion with him going forward. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about who's throwing it. The bigger question is who's going to catch it? That's what I want to know. And where are you with Vandenberg's injury? Let's start first with who's going to catch, then the injury. Well, I think he's a big part of it. I mean, he's obvious. You know, he's the, he was their leading receiver in 15 and, and would have been last year had he not gotten hurt. Um, so you're talking about a guy that, you know, would lead the team in receiver receiving for three years in a row. That doesn't happen a lot around here, and, and he's – he had a great, as I talked about with Stanley, he had a great rapport uh, with with Bethard as they kind of came up together. Um, and him being out this spring is not great for the development and the you know the chemistry between he and Stanley. The good news is those guys did work together during bowl prep. Uh, Matt was able to get out on the field and, and run almost full speed during bowl prep, so they were able to work at, at that point. And again, they'll be able to get together for seven on sevens in the in the summer, June, and, and July, um, so that will help them there. Beyond that, I mean, it's wide open. The Jay Shield exit is not good. Um, you know, you, we talk about a developmental program, a guy that would have been going into his fourth year in the program, you would expect to make the, the next step. Uh, Jonathan Parker, same thing, would have been his fifth year in the program, so you lose two guys that are, you know, were, were veterans in the system who hadn't done a ton yet, but you would hope, as they get to the upperclassmen, would, would hit the ground a little bit more and be more productive. It really comes down, to for me, to Germanic Smith uh, and Adrian Falconer uh, having to emerge some more. Uh, Germanic Smith has shown it at times. Falconer started to emerge towards the end of last year. This is their third year in the program. They've got to take step forward. And then you got four new guys coming in in August. But for the, for the guys that are back, um, Nick Easley will walk on from Newton by I. Um, Iowa Western is another guy whose name came up the other day. But it's a pretty much, Jim, a free-for-all. I mean, they all have mm-hmm. to show – somebody's got to show some. You've got a new position coach, too, and he's going to want to – I mean, it's almost like a clean slate for those guys. But to me, that's the biggest question going into the season. It was last year the passing game, um, and it will be this year, but now you have a first-year starter at quarterback and a lot of unproven receivers. Speaking of quarterback, we see a wide receiver from the quarterback position back to quarterback, Ryan Boyle. Him along with Drew Cook, their development this season, and if it doesn't work out, if we don't see a push up there, maybe even winning the backup spot, what happens with Boyle and, and Cook, a guy that has good size, good ability, and of course the bud lines with his dad, Marv Cook, a longtime tight end of the NFL. Could there be a position change after this spring for either of those guys? It's possible, Trent. I mean, I think that both are going to get try to give this a try uh, in the spring and, and see where they stand when they come out of it. You also have Peyton Manziel coming in in August, the freshman from Texas, um, that'll be thrown into the mix. Um, but it's it, it'll be interesting to see if they stick with it after the spring, if, as you said, they don't move into what, the backup spot. And Wiggers is now, he was the backup in 2015, so he's obviously got, you know, some, some time. But again, it's there are some changes here. And I wrote about today, when you look at this spring and, you know, whether it's punter or cornerback or defensive tackle, there are holes and question marks that need to be filled. For me, it's really the development of this offensive staff. You've got, you know, two new guys in the room, Kendall Keith coming back with a different dynamic than he was before. 
for whatever reason, Greg Davis had some success as a coach, but he just didn't fit here. Um, to me, it's got to not just be the individual pieces, uh, whether it be receiver, quarterback, tight end, uh, running back. Um, they, they're lucky they have a, a veteran offensive line. To me, the biggest thing is that this spring is the chemistry and the cohesion that's built with this offensive staff. I just we have since Ken O'Keefe left, it doesn't seem like that was consistent. And to me, that's the biggest thing that needs to come together. Can everybody be on the same page and moving in the same direction and make for a productive offense that's not painful to watch at times, which it was last year? Yes. Rob Howe is our guest, Hawkeye Nation, on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Talking about Hawk football, we'll do a little basketball here shortly. Um, I'm just real curious because, once again, it comes back to what takes place on the defensive line and the offensive line. Where are you on, on those two major components of college football? Yeah, barring injury, I think the offensive line should be really good. I mean, Cole Croston left, but he was hurt a lot last year. Um, Keegan Renders, you know, and, and uh, you know, the, the Paulson twins are, and have been in the program now. You've got, you know, other guys, Ross Reynolds, um, other guys that have, have seen a little bit of time throughout their career or been in the program developing. I think they're kind of getting that position where they've wanted it. They had some attrition, um, some misses in recruiting for a while, but it seems like that's starting to come together. Obviously, they won the Joe Moore Award last year, but four starters back, other guys with experience. Barring injury, I think that's going to be a really strong unit again. Defensive side, I think you're in good shape at the ends with, with Hesse and the two Nelsons. Um, the obvious guys that played last year being in the rotation, maybe somebody else, some of the younger guys maybe can slip in there too. Defensive tackle is the biggest question mark. Jaleel Johnson had a monster season last year, um, and he comes out of the mix. Now you've got, you know, um, Nathan Budget is coming back, and, and he's a, a solid in, interior player and, and got hurt last year, which gave some other guys. But you also lose Faith Akakity inside there too, who was a solid backup. So, you know, can, can, um, Lattimore step in and do something. Reef, um, there's a lot of young guys there, but that's the biggest question mark for me on defense is defensive tackle. It's such an important component of Iowa's defense. Well, you mentioned the offensive line there, Robin, and one of the uh, concerns still, even with all that returning experience, has been their struggles uh, the last couple of years against edge rushers, against different kind of blitz schemes from the outside, and a lot of people have correlated to that just having more or less a bunch of guards. You know, you don't have your prototypical tackle out there with the requisite foot speed to get out against those speed rushers. Last year, Iowa finished 84th in the country in sacks allowed. What more can be done, and do you think the new ideas with some of the new coaching staff members coming in can help alleviate some of those concerns? Yeah, I think it could help, Trent. I mean, Tim Polacek is, a, you know, was offensive coordinator at a really good FCS program, one of the best FCS program, um, and worked with offensive linemen. Um, you, you still got Brian and Kirk working with offensive linemen. And I just think those guys getting a year older will help them. Um, and, you know, you look at Becker and Boone Myers are, are both the fifth-year seniors this year. Um, and then you've got Alaric Jackson coming up through the mix. It wouldn't shock me to see him. I don't know if he'll start, but to start to get some time, maybe get in the rotation and play a little bit. Um, the kid out of Detroit who was a highly regarded recruit that Iowa was able to hold off Michigan for, um, really, uh, the, from what I've heard, the coaches are really high on the kid, and, and we'll see how it goes. And, you know, the veterans will get the first crack at that, and then maybe, 
you know, if he shows well in the spring and summer, he may get himself on the field and maybe in that rotation. All right. Let's do a little hoop conversation because we talked a little bit about TCU and them blowing out Richmond last night on their home court. And Trent, being a hot guy, uh, was lamenting what could have been. Uh, Iowa could have had another NIT home game. Could have, would have, should have. We all know that routine. But they didn't. How do you sum up the season with that home loss? Even though it went an extra stanza, how do you sum up the season after the home loss in the NIT? Season overview-wise, I think it was a, a rewarding season. Um, from the standpoint that we saw a lot of young players emerge um, and give hope for the future. And I think that was a, one of the main components to Iowa selling out their, you know, their NIT game against TCU and, and almost selling it out in the first round where, where a lot of schools were having trouble selling tickets for the NIT. I think there's a lot of excitement about the future of this basketball team. Um, and, and the crowds were great for the NIT. They were exceptional. And I think it'll start that way next year. I think there's going to be anticipation going through the spring with primetime league this summer with, with Garza and Nunji coming in. There'll be excitement for that. Um, for me, the biggest thing is, and, and I know in that game against TCU, the, the turnovers were an issue. The free throw shooting, shooting or lack thereof right. certainly was an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and either one of those things may have resulted – uh, in a win, had they been better. But the thing that they've got to focus on in this offseason is playing better defense. TCU shredded them. Indiana shredded them towards the end of the year. It was an area where you hoped they would get better, and they did in, in certain aspects, and they had better performances, but it's got to get better than it was. Um, and hopefully, you know, the, the addition of a Garza and a Nunji, who are guys that can can play close to the rim will help. And then hopefully the development of, of these young players and a year under their belt of playing in the Big Ten, they'll make advancements in that area to, as well. Rob, in your estimation, I think the baseline for everybody is getting back to the tournament next year, maybe winning a game again. And uh, if they're going to expand upon that, if they can make it to the second weekend, be in contention you know, going into the last week or two of the regular season for a regular season title, who's the one player that you would point to that have to make – the biggest leap to get the Hawkeyes to that point? Yeah, I don't know if he's got to make a huge leap in terms of what he's shown us he can do. I just think he needs to do it more consistently, and that's Isaiah Moss. Hmm. I mean, he's he's shown at times this year where he was a dynamic wing player on both ends of the floor. He just He's one of those guys, and Utah struggled with this at times, um, just confidence-wise, you make a bad bad play. Olashenik struggled with it at times as well. Make a bad play early in the game, you know, earlier when you're in the game, um, and, and you kind of get down on yourself and you get into a funk. Um, and he, he, as well as he played in the first round against South Dakota, against TCU, he was kind of non-existent again. So that's from game to game. You just didn't know what you were going to get. He just needs to be consistent. You're going to lose Peter Jock, obviously. He's a main scorer, and I'm not saying Moss has got to score 20 points a game, but he's a guy that can hit three-pointers. He's a guy that can drive to the basket. And he's a guy that can defend on the perimeter. I think he's a, he is the key player coming back next year. If he can make advances and be consistent, I think, uh, I think that makes everybody around him that much better. Before we let you go as we continue our conversation with Rob Howe, Hawkeye Nation, on the Draft House 50 hotline, a lot of uh, 
swirling about who's going to be the new Drake head coach and assistant. Kirk Spiro's name has come up in that conversation. You got any insight? Is that for real or is it a wish list by Drake? What do you hear? Um, he's a certainly a guy that knows the state very well. Um, he's a guy that recruits the state very well. I've heard a little bit of speculation, but that's all I've got been able to get out of it so far. Um, just that his name's kind of out there. And I haven't talked to Kirk in terms of if that's something he's interested in. He's pretty happy where he is right now. Um, Fran relies on him a ton um, for, for, you know, being the shooting coach and working with the guards and working with scout team and all that stuff. I, I don't, I don't know if he'd want to run. I mean, he certainly knows the Drake program and what it's capable of and, and what the challenges are there. Um, so from that perspective, he would know what he's getting himself into. Um, I just don't know if he he's wants to do that again at this point in his career. He may. I, like I said, I haven't talked to him about it. I really like Craig Smith, guys, the guy from yeah. South Dakota. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think he could be a really good fit there. He recruits well. He's young. He's energetic. Um, you know, he, he was an assistant for Tim Miles. I thought, you know, He's, I, th- I thought his team was very well prepared when they came in here um, and had a chance to win. And that says a lot about a guy who, uh, you know, has kind of worked his way up the ladder. You know, the continuity of the staff as a whole, these guys have been together the whole time with Sherman Dillard, uh, Coach Francis, and, of course, Barra. Those guys have been with Fran since the get-go right. here. Uh, what about Francis, a guy in his early 40s, has been part of a successful program, uh, started his career, he was at Villanova early on. Could he be maybe looking, taking a peek around and seeing if there might be, say, a small D1 program back from uh, out east where he's from that he's taking a peek at? Or is he still happy in Iowa City as an assistant? I think he's real happy here, but that doesn't mean he – I think he, he has poked around and, and kind of looked around, you know, the last – maybe last season, the season before that. Not that he's looking to get out of here, but I think guys like that are always looking for opportunities. And I, I, I do think he, he, you know, aspires to be a head coach. Um, but I, I think he's smart, and he's been around enough guys, enough programs, Villanova's, you know, with Fran. He knows that it's got to be the right job. I don't think he's just going to go for something to go just to become a head coach. It's got to be the right situation. And, and who knows, maybe that pops up this offseason. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if he moves on at some point. But, again, I think it's got to be the right situation for him. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that'll go? I, I mean, when do you think they'll make a decision? Who's that? Drake. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, probably. I mean, they, know, can't, they can't wait real long, right? No, the final. A lot goes down at the final four. That's when a lot of the coaches okay. get together, and you know, there's networking and and that stuff. I, it would surprise me if it didn't happen sometime around or soon after the final four. If it didn't, if it doesn't happen by by then, if I was a bulldog fan, I'd be concerned. Gotcha. Fair enough, pal. It's always good when we catch up with you. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, thanks for having and, me. And by the See way, I think the next guest, John Walters, probably can't hold the candle to you. You were top notch today. Uh, he'll blow me out of the water. That's okay, though. I like John. <laughs> see, see you, bud. There you, you go, Rob Howe on the Draft House 50 hotline. Good stuff always out of him. We'll be right back. The Big Talker 1700. Catch the biggest games. Westwood One Sports coverage of NCAA men's basketball on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Mr. Executive and Billion Automotive. Trey Cotton in here, and I want to tell you about our great friends at Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. If you're looking for basketball, you're not going to find a better place in the metro than Draft House 
650. Big screen TVs across the bar. Sound on for the local games and great brews to go along with it. Don't forget about the food. Classic bar food with an upscale style and a tap system like you've never seen before. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. The experts say that rates are going to rise several times this year. With fixed rates still in the fours, I say this is a great opportunity to save money if you refi now. This is Dan Smith with Private Plus Mortgage. What's your goal? Lower your rate? Lower your payment? Get out of that arm before it goes up? Or maybe you want to consolidate your debts, drop your PMI, or use the equity in your home to redo that kitchen. Does that sound like you? Call Private Plus today and we'll show you your options. And if the experts are right, the sooner you act, the more you save. Call Private Plus Mortgage today. 888-220-6200. Refi or purchase. 888-220-6200. Private Plus Mortgage. Private Plus Mortgage, a division of National Bank of Commerce, 3 Piedmont Center, Atlanta, Georgia, 30305. Actual terms may vary. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 514390. Call toll-free for credit costs and terms. The Home Depot is pouring more into paint. And during Pro Appreciation Week, all pros get gold status with 20% off pro-grade paint stains and primers. Plus, five-gallon buckets of Kills 2 latex primer start at just $69.94. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. And during Pro Appreciation Week, pros that paint save even more with gold status. Now through March 26th, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Available in-store while supplies last. Must enter Pro Extra phone number at checkout for discount. Cumulus cares for our community. Helping our neighbors is a passion for us, and we're grateful that it's a passion for you, too. Our recent Children's Miracle Network Radiothon, presented by A.E. Dairy, was a great success thanks to your caring about kids in your neighborhood in need of special health care. All the money stays right here. Thank you from all of us at Cumulus Radio and the Children's Miracle Network. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoine.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. 
Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, we uh, go till 3 o'clock. John Walters, the longtime voice of Iowa State, coming up at the top of the hours. We will dive into everything Iowa State, uh, football, practice, the Joel Lanning scenario, now the starting middle linebacker, and we'll uh, close down as well on the basketball season that was and the loss to Purdue in the round of 32. So uh, we got that coming up. Mm-hmm. My baseline with Iowa for basketball next year. Okay. Lose Peter Jack. Yes. And Dale Jones. But Wait, yeah. Lose Peter Jack. Yeah. Everybody else coming back. That's correct. You welcome in two top 100 kids. Right. Both big guys. No. Two top 100 guys. One's a walk-on. Oh, you're right. Connor McCaffrey. Yeah, he is. You're right. Okay. The scholarship isn't there. <laughs> That's right. It's not there. Well, you're right. Okay. Let's start right there. I mean, okay. this, this continues to be... Somewhat strange because there wasn't a scholarship after they got the commitments from both uh, Nunji, the big kid from Indiana, and Garza. And Garza. So after that, there wasn't a scholarship. So, Mm -hmm. all right, he's going to walk on. Yeah. But then you're hearing talk about him going to baseball. Right. If he's drafted or just deciding to be a baseball player at Iowa. Mm -hmm. Going down that road. Going to prep uh, prep school for a year. And that one, I've heard it mentioned plenty of times. It doesn't make a lick of sense to me. He's old for his grade as is. Mm-hmm. What What's another year at prep school? I hear going it. To yes. Do? I mean, I I just don't understand it. He's a top one hundred kid nationally. Yeah. You know, he. It's, it, we're not talking about a kid that needs a year of development, a year to get stronger, things like that. He he's developed. He's. I I don't get it. No, he I can wonder play. where that's coming from. I I don't know. Somebody, if it if there is truth to it, uh, somebody has gotten his ear. If there is any truth to it. Look, I we don't know what the kid's going to do. Uh, he's eighteen, right? He's yeah. he's got he's got a dad that is the head basketball coach at a uh, Power Five university, and he's a terrific player already in his own right. But does he love baseball more? Well, not sure we, on that. We don't know. Right? See, right. that's we don't know. Well, does, what, and, one thing I think we can both agree upon. Okay. If he has any chance of playing at the next level, of being... Are you talking just basketball here, or both? Playing at the next level, either baseball or basketball-wise. Okay. Playing in the NBA, not the D-League, okay. not playing in Europe, right? not playing minor league baseball, playing at the highest level, mm-hmm. MLB or NBA. Okay. Where do you think that opportunity is greater for Connor McCaffrey? See, I've never seen him play baseball, so I don't. I can't make a judgment. Uh, have you seen him play yeah, baseball? Yeah. Okay, explain to me then his, his baseball prowess. Well, you've seen him, though, basketball-wise. Absolutely. Does he strike you as a guy that's going to play in the league? It's hard to tell 
I mean, I'm just not going to sit here and say, no, he's not going to make it. He's skilled. There's no question about that. Right, but is he straight? Uh, does he strike yeah, you I, as an NBA player? At, at the moment, no. No, it's not even close. No, uh, not at the moment. No, 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 not at all. But I don't know what he's going to be like his junior year. You can't predict. He's 6'5". Yeah. He's, I don't think limited athletically is, is the way he's not going to blow by you. You know, he he doesn't have the leaping ability that his younger brother has. Right. He's not a wow athlete. He shoots it well, but he's kind of got a funky shot. Sees the floor well. He's big. He's 6'5". But there just aren't a whole lot of comps to him in the NBA right now. Fair enough. Baseball-wise, I mean, there's a ton of upside. Okay, like I said, he hasn't concentrated on it. Okay, you know, it's just something that he's done in the summer. But good arm, mm-hmm. good power, mm-hmm. hit for an incredibly high average. Play the outfield. Maybe there is a better shot there. I don't know. I think it's a leap for either thing. I mean, you're talking about an 18 year old kid and playing yeah. at that level. Yes, I think it's a leap. I would guess though there might be a bigger opportunity in baseball because I don't see him as an NBA player. Okay, for the most part, you can see those guys. You can see the, the guys that'll have a chance of playing in the league. Connor McCaffrey does you not. You don't strike see that, that yet. Guy. No. Okay. You know, okay. Dean Oliver, Jeff Horner, yep. those two guys in high school, and neither of those guys played in the NBA. Right. I think Dean Oliver maybe played I, like seven I, I, games I, yeah. with Golden State. Something. But you know what I mean. He had a cup of coffee. Yeah. But you know what I mean. There. Yes. I mean those guys, and they were incredible. Connor McCaffrey is not like that. Isn't that wow kind of kid? Whoa. He's not that. Okay. So I don't see it happening there where baseball, maybe. All right, let me fire. There's at least a maybe there, let me and fi- I don't think there is in basketball. Okay, let me fire something at you then. When Revy, Reggie Evans walked on campus, did you ever think he'd be an NBA yes. player? You did. Yeah, he was the best rebounder that I've seen in the last 20 years. Okay. All right, so you thought. I've he- always said, and that's why Peter Jock with the right spot, he can stick. If you can do something great. Really great, yep. You can do it. And from the moment that Reggie Evans stepped on campus, now remember, he's also a junior when that happened. Right. Because he was a junior college player. College transfer, yep. He was as good of a rebounder as you're going to find. You can find a niche. Okay. You can find a home. Well, he did. He did. Who else uh, that maybe that you watched did you think was going to be an NBA guy? Well, one that he didn't is Ryan Bowen. Well, you never thought on. Brian Bowen no. was going to be no. an NBA. And no. look at the career he had. Right. Uh, another guy, AC Earl. When he stepped onto campus, okay. he couldn't yeah. walk and chew gum. Right. Les Jepsen. Yeah. There's another one. Yeah. I, I mean, he couldn't walk and walk because <laughs> he was tripping all over himself. And by the end, he averaged, what, 17 a game in the Big Ten? How about Lojas? Lojas was different. I mean, he was more skilled. He could shoot it for a big guy, something okay. you didn't see a whole lot at that point. Okay. You could see that coming out. All but, right. Yeah, there there are some guys. McCaffrey doesn't strike me in that same vein. In that in that in that right. area, interesting. It's, it's a it's an odd, just odd overall. Okay, we'll see, we'll see there. I I think that there is an important role for him next year to be the backup mm-hmm. point guard mm-hmm. because Christian Williams is not a point guard. Mm-hmm. And if Christian Williams sticks around, I think there is a role for him. Okay, but it's not as the backup point guard in my estimation. Okay, fair enough. Uh, When we come back, we will uh, switch gears and go to Iowa State with uh, John Walters as our guest. Jimmy B and TC, it's the Big Talker, 1700. Play here, Westwood One Sports, on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports, 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. 
The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. The Spot West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxedmoyne.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 4242 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 4242. Sometimes diabetes can feel more like don't obedience. Don't do this. Don't forget that. But with a little help from Walgreens, diabetes won't slow you down. Stop by for expert pharmacy care in-store or online via Pharmacy Chat. Pick up the medications you rely on and get savings on testing supplies from all major brands like OneTouch and Walgreens TrueMetrics. Walgreens has just what you need to do more with diabetes. Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy. Don't miss this amazing limited-time offer from Sprint. Switch and get four lines of unlimited data talk and text, plus HD video and 10 gigabytes of mobile hotspot, all for just $22.50 per month per line for four lines. Just $22.50 per line. That's 50% off Verizon Unlimited and AT&T Unlimited Plus rates. And don't forget, Sprint's network reliability is within 1% of Verizon and AT&T. So why would you pay twice as much for your unlimited plan? Hurry in for the best unlimited plan ever. Visit Sprint.com slash unlimited or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. After 331 $60 for line 1, $40 line 2, and $30 lines 3 through 4 per month. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Streams video at up to HD 1080p. Music at up to 1. My name is Sharzad Kiade. I'm a Gemini Pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning, I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump. Because that's what she uses me for. <laughs> that's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's fam for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be a good old time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe.